Fuck pain, fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. Multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, more Moses mayhem as a copulating couple is skewered. Could anger be the solution to all your problems? No, but it can sure shake off some of that depression. Richimon goes to jail for a crime he did not commit and does not like it. The story of love-struck Crow Indian High Horse and his friend Red Deer's questionable advice. Missing the 70s, fearing technology, and a suggestion to all to stay out of jail. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows Podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 58 of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Here we are again with another exciting episode. And without further ado, Daniele Bolelli. Hello, good people. Hello, hello, hello. Once again... An exciting new sponsor in this one I'm totally excited about. Well, not totally new because he was they were with us at the beginning of the month, but they have a big announcement. Ting, our friends Ting, would like you to switch to them for your phone service. And I found out my first phone bill was half of what it was with Verizon. That's now, like, pretty badass. I haven't quite gotten there yet. I'm about to. I'll, um, I shall be uh, switching soon. I, I, my problem is I need to get out of a previous contract, but I will soon. It sounds freaking exciting. I want to do it. And, and the big Neil, Neil, they have the GSM network, which I'm not totally sure exactly what GSM means, but to them it means most phones made in the past two years will be able to be used on Ting in just the next little while. So if there ever was a moment to switch over, because they will do, they'll do a percentage of your... Um, uh, what do you call it? Termination charge. Yep. And they help pay. you out with that. So they're great folks. You can actually go on and see. They will take your phone bill and match it to what it would cost. You know, right. Yeah, yeah that's the beauty of the thing. You can input your phone bill uh, on their website and they tell you flat out, this is how much you would have paid with us. And so you see for yourself, yes, I would have been convenient for me or no, fuck that. I don't want to change. Lines are like $6 a piece. So each line you add is $6. Yeah, know? no, and it's uh, almost inevitably you save. There's like one case every 30 where somebody may not. But for the most part, yeah, you definitely save. It's a cool deal. And you and pay yes, for what you use. That's what the amazing thing is. Precisely. That's why you save. Uh, right now, I believe, is exactly in these days. If it's not today, it's tomorrow. Is right around these days is when the switch is happening, when many, many more phones will be able to use Ting. Totally. So... It's about to get huge. They're a great company. The service is great. You always get a real human on the other end, and they don't mess around, man. They, they've really taken care of me. I've had the service itself just from my phone for like eight or ten months now, and everybody switched over. You know, there's always going to be those spots, crevices and canyons and things like that, but especially with the GSM network, it's really going to take off. So you bring your own phone. This is the lesson you need to learn, people. Bring your own phone. And then you don't have to pay on that phone. That's all they've been doing all these years, mm-hmm. tricking you. Oh, here's a here's a six hundred dollar phone that you can have for eight dollars. 
But you've been paying for that for yep. two years, and there you are trapped. With inflated charges every oh, month. So, so what do our good folks need to do if they want to switch? They need to get on the internet and go to tau.king. Mm-hmm. That was hard to say. Dow.ting.com. And it'll take you right to the sign-up page. That's the Drunken Taoist sign-up page. Join in. Get some great phone service and pay for what you are actually using and not a thousand different extra add-ons at some ah, evil excellent. companies. So for simplicity's sake, we'll put the link in the episode notes. So if you are thinking of switching, we'll put it up there. Yep. You but guys click on it and it will take you straight up to the Ting sign-up page. Or if you're excited, you can type in tao.ting.com and there it'll be. And real quick, let's give some love to the guys who have been with us for quite a while. So Datsusara. Datsusara, recently I got a new product from Datsusara. Is this... Uh, Chris decided to add to the lineup of, uh, you know, hemp bags, hemp this, hemp that. They were hemp male underwear. Ooh, sounds scratchy. Boxer shorts. So if you feel that the one thing that's missing in your life is to have mother's nature choice fiber be gently caressing your bolts throughout the day, you definitely need some Datsusara underwear. Uh, so yeah, and beside that, and all the usual stuff that that's a Sarah Carey, which is great. Sign me up! Yeah, I actually got completely the wrong size. I'm still wearing it anyway. I have like these humongous freaking things in which I can put. You know, it's good to have some room to dangle. Yeah, so it's but it's glorious. In any case, <laughs> on that note, uh, speaking of great uh, textile feelings, almost goes without saying, short design T-shirts. Uh, the most amazing selection of shirts in the world. I literally haven't really been, I probably can count on my hands the number of days when I have not been wearing a short design t-shirt in the last two years. Whether it's our shirts, which by the way, micro plug, if you guys want some, you know where to order. Whether it's the selection of crazy designs that Bennett has in store, check it out, it's brilliant. Oh, 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 stop the presses. quick announcement on that regard speaking of t-shirts we are taking pre-orders for the Friedrich Nietzsche happy surfer design it's not gone for much longer I think this is probably the last episode in which I'll announce it Uh, I want to get the shirts out the sooner the better probably I'm hoping that by late April people will get them in the mail early mail at the latest so if you want to order it, order it now. I'll have a link in the episode notes where you get to see where, how you pre-order. You get to see the design, the whole thing. I'm as excited about this shirt as I can be. It's one of the most badass designs ever. Let's <laughs> do it. Shirt. Yeah. The, and uh, in a nod to our... There's, there's some inside jokes in it. There's Friedrich Nietzsche will have Datsusara board shorts. And, uh, dr- and he's wearing a drunken Taoist shirt, the other one. So it's glorious. I, I cry when I see it. It's so cool. In any case, having said that, and also a big thank you to Onnit, O-N-N-I-T. There's a bunch of new stuff at Onnit that I want to try. I keep telling myself I need to get into it. I haven't done it yet. I know I recently saw there was a whole variety of new products. So if you think you know Onnit, check again, because there may be a lot more stuff. I can comment yet because I haven't tried, but I'm about to. So check it out for yourself. 
Having said that, shall we, without further ado, get down to business? It's time. Let's make it happen. Churching down, brothers and sisters. It is Sunday school with Father Bellelli. So everybody get your Bible out. We're going to get back into more of this Exodus Moses craziness. Today, we're going to Numbers. Yes, Moses just is a never-ending source of joy. The tales of this man's life are inspiring in so many ways. Well, let me just throw out there a couple of side notes before we get to our main story. Um, there's always after the chopping to pieces 3,000 Jews where monotheistic Jews killed polytheistic Jews we have uh, in the story that we told last time Moses here and there you know you need to kill somebody once in a while so in Leviticus 24 he has a guy guilty of blasphemy being stoned to death in Numbers 15 he has another guy killed for breaking the Sabbath so you know here and there somebody gets whacked because they don't do the right religious stuff they sound like ISIS heavy with the rules don't they eh, just a tad I would say so yes I mean the whole like uh, we brought it up last time but yeah the whole ISIS thing is like they are just in the wrong century but as far as otherwise they would be holy man if they were 3,000 years ago or something I mean Moses is revered as the holiest of the holy, and yeah, the behavior is well. You you be the judge. Let's see what our today's story will call it. Moses minion skewers copulating couple. That's always a good. Excellent. That's a way to do it. I, I'm waiting for a movie by this title. That would be good. <laughs> Ridley Scott presents. Yeah, Moses minion skewers copulating couple, starring yes. So. Here is what happens. After um, the whole Golden Calf episode mentioned last time, the Jewish tribes are continuing their migration toward the Promised Land. Along the way, troubles ensue, as it always does in the Old Testament. And not so many of them as there was just a while before. Yeah, here specifically one of the problems, which is again half of the story of the Old Testament, is the story of Jews decided that monotheism is not so hot, strain away, other Jews that decide monotheism is indeed hot, kill them all, and then they do this over and over again. But in this case, with a twist. So here we have some Jewish people in their various stops along the way, they start fraternizing and socializing with some of the people they meet along the way, the ones they don't kill at least, because there are quite a few genocidal wars uh, along the way, and we'll get into those probably next time, but for the time being, they actually marry quite a few women from the tribes of the Midianite and the Moabite. And uh, here is the problem. Their wives bring their gods with them. Oh, In no, other no, words, no, don't no. exactly just give up uh, their previous religions. They bring and their husbands actually feel like, eh, you know, if one god is a good thing, then two, three or four are probably even better. Especially if it makes wife happy. Exactly. It's like, I don't have to argue. She's happy. Everything is good. So, you know, stuff seems to be going fairly well for them. We have this happy tale of interracial couples and uh, exchanging their cultures. God, however, is not incredibly pleased. As um, as n- the Bible reports in Numbers 25, it says, And the people 
began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. Holy smokes. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods. In other words, they are beginning to worship other gods. And uh, the one god, not particularly thrilled with this. So what does the one god do? He sends... Smite. Yes, there's a lot of smiting going oh. on. Send a plague oh. that kills some 24,000 Jews right off the bat, just to clarify that he's angry that it is not appreciating what is happening now that that happens god gives moses the order is like okay now that i have your attention after killing twenty-four thousand of your brethren let me clarify you need to get rid of all of these guys who have been worshiping other gods hang them all and again just to quote and the lord said unto moses take all the heads of the people and hang them before the lord against the sun that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned away from Israel. This, in case you're wondering, is Numbers 25.4. So that's a direct quote from God himself. Oh, yeah. Hang them all. Facing towards the sun. Yep. And hang them all. In case that's not clear, that's the message. Hey, my, 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 uh, my, my annotated Bible here for skeptics says this is 20, the 25th hit put out by God so far. And we're not deep into the Bible at all. No, and I mean, and, and they're not single-digit hits. Oh, no. We just had 24,000 wiped out in a plague. Now, if you're going to go with the 24,000 plague wipeout, yeah. sounds like you would have made it a little more specific with people with multiple gods in their house. Maybe we, we, they don't tell us which twenty four thousand are killed. Well, this doesn't sound like it because you got another ten thousand to dangle. You know. Yeah, there's more that you missed. Need to. Yeah, I know. It's, the business could have been taken. I guess he wanted to check that Moses was still on his toes and doing his job. So he plays a little sloppy too. You can't really control. Uh, yeah, this guy's got a good immune system. He's been eating his pomegranates. He'll be okay. He's showing him. He's like, look, this is how it's done. Now you continue and do the. Do I have to hold your hand every step of the way? You do some of the job for a change. So Moses is getting God ready. Is love. Yes, I mean, that's clearly the lesson for today. Is God is love. I got it this time. I'm glad you finally got it. Woo. I'm so happy. Moses is getting ready to do some hanging. <laughs> and not as in the, you know, let's hang out kind of thing, the more literal uh, version of it. <laughs> and he's telling, you know, you have one last chance, you need to divorce your foreign wives, give up uh, the marriage to them and give up the worship of their gods, return to the one true God. He may forgive some of them and he'll hang everybody else. While this is happening, a Jewish man is seen returning into camp in full sight of the assembly as Moses is giving his foaming at the mouth speech, kind of walking hand in hand with his Midianite wife. Nice. And lucky. Clearly not divorcing her, clearly not casting her away, quite the opposite. Walking back, they go into their tent and they start having sweaty, grindy sex nice. right then and there. Worshipping the one God. Yes. And by the way, in case... You know, those of you guys who may still, because you have missed previous episodes, believe that the Bible is boring and dry and whatever. If you want, if you like sex and violence, the Bible is your friend. There's so much. There's just sex and violence everywhere. So here we got happy interracial copulating couple. And at this point, one of Moses' loyalists, one of the guys who are his uh, henchman, a guy by the name of Phineas, decide something needs to be done. So he chased them down, opened the tent, stick a spear through both of them, skewering them on the spot as they are having sex, which, if you ask me, kind of rude, 
not probably what you want to do, but, you know, he speared them on the spot, skewering them right there, killing them. God is so pleased with this action that he immediately puts an end to the plague. Really? Plague killer? I just need to... Just the visual of the, this, man. Yeah, like, I think that's where the term, uh, the original meaning, uh, may have had a different connotation to that's it. That's just wrong. But at least, you know, yeah. you're spiked together for all time. God probably has that up on a trophy. <laughs> look at these two. They're fucking away, and we just skewered yeah. them. She's the Bible, double skewered, if you actually think about it. The Bible doesn't tell you that they are having sex, but it's obviously clear what's going on, because, again... A, how do you get a spear through both of them, through the back of one and the belly of the other? Not playing canasta. No, exactly. And uh, so it's glorious. Wow. In any case, now that you have this visual in your impressed in your brain, think about whether you have offended the one lord or not, and particularly think about it the next time that you are engaged in horizontal activities. Keep an eye for some spear-wielding ancient pissed-off Jew coming to stick the spear through both of you and um yeah just uh you know uh, this is one of the things that never failed by the way anytime somebody tell you the next time you have sex this is gonna pop in your brain i can almost guarantee that all of you listening right now the next time you'll have sex you'll be picturing some angry jew with a spear close by well at least the gnome will be quiet for once yeah or maybe the gnome will be warning you that's the advantage of having an orgasm counting gnome in the room He's like it, look that's four y'all you might want to save a few for later and get out yeah here comes phineas exactly Exactly. So that thank- should be a Caravaggio painting. Why didn't he get to that? I agree. I agree. That would be maybe okay, class. Yeah, that's that's a task. <laughs> Do you see that? That's the Pope's favorite artist. Serious? Yes, I read that a couple days ago. Nah. I also didn't know that he plays the piano. But yeah, he says the calling of Saint Matthew. I believe is uh-huh. one of the paintings. He says that's me. Wow. Saint Matthew's like, oh no, no, please no. And Jesus is like. Come on. Get on with it. I yep. heard also the Pope telling some dude that's like, you know, if somebody offends my mother, I would just punch them in the face. Wasn't that crazy? And, uh, yeah, it was pretty weird. Well, that was interesting. You know, let's hop off to that for one second because you say, because that made me kind of, it was the first time because I've been like, wow, this Pope, he just yeah. went hit after another. Uh-huh. Amazing things. And this one, he was telling people, if you're going to rub somebody's nose and shit, you might get hit. Yeah, and I mean... Part of it was funny because it's like the Pope talking about punching people in the face. That's kind of funny. And he he did it with this, uh, you know, ha-ha kind of vibe. The problem is he was talking about Muslim fundamentalist reaction to the cartoons, kind of implying, hey, if you offend people, don't be surprised if they shoot you in the head, which I was like... Uh, I don't know that that's the answer I would like to give. No, but it's (laughs) honest. Because those folks are not gonna, they're not gonna settle down. Well, the problem is that I felt it as, because um, I've read it in so many other Catholic voices arguing. Yeah, freedom of speech is good, but if you offend people's religion, well, uh, oh, I know. You know, they are not exactly saying we would do it too, but they are like implying, like eh, 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 you get what you get. No, it is a terribly tricky. I mean. You gotta face it. If you're gonna be freedom of speech, you're gonna have to put up with some Westboro Baptist assholes. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And this in in the same with the craziness in Paris. So yeah, I did like he's just gonna punch somebody in the nose though. Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. all over the place, like stamping on all sorts of things and squishing freedom of speech, which yeah was bizarre. Isn't it funny though that that's sort of the the razor's edge of which it'll all be decided on now? 
if you know i know they hate us for our freedom and all that business but we do have this freedom of speech that we seem to be able to somewhat still use yeah no i got into it with some of our former guests as a matter of fact Ooh. i had some long uh, back and forth because uh uh, Thad was all big about, you know, all of these, the the French uh, attack on the cartoonist is all clear blowback for uh, Western uh, foreign policy. No. And I was like, fuck that, you know. You I, can cry that one till the end of time if you want. For the next 90 yeah. years, you can be like, they're still mad about... Yeah, no, even because, you know, I think I mentioned it time and time again before, it's like, this is not apology for U.S. government or French government or any of those guys, because more often than not, they're assholes. And when you look at their foreign policy, it's terrible. But at the same time, using these to make apologies for crazy fundamentalist freaks, like that's the reason why they are freaks, because otherwise they would be perfectly nice human beings who yeah. don't. I mean, it's like, again, if that was the reason then there should be a line at the door of people from El Salvador, Guatemala, Chile, the entire, everywhere in Latin America, the U.S. has fucked people over way worse than they ever have in the Middle East. So, and you never see a single case. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't buy that. And it was wildly selective, too. These gentlemen picked exactly who their target was, and they knew exactly what they were saying. This wasn't some random, I'm going to go do a suicide vest in a shopping mall somewhere. And not even, it's not that you're going after the French government. You're going after a freaking cartoonist. It's like, no, the issue is about these guys offending your your sense of what proper religion is. Uh, In any case. I'm with them. My favorite part was the uh, not afraid. That was pretty oh, awesome yeah. message. That was pretty awesome. I saw that. That was cool. But yeah, in light of what we're reading here, I would say Moses would be proud because I don't see much of a difference in terms of the mentality. It's like you offended the one God, tough shit. You need to be hanged or stoned or... Uh... And big numbers, 24,000. Oh, yeah. I mean, you already wiped out half your people when you got just to the damn shores. Right. Where's all these people coming from? I don't know. I guess there's uh, when they are not skewering each other, there's a lot They're of skewering se- each other. Exactly. There there's go. a lot of sex going on. Praise the Lord. Ready to rant. Rant. You're yeah. growling. You're so ready to rant. Yeah, today is that kind of rant. Rant. It's, um, I've been, for quite a while now, I realize, I've been dealing with um, my notorious highs and lows that were stabilized for a few years where I had to take care of business and I was just focused on, yeah, not so much anymore. My, in the Conan style, what was it? gigantic mirth and gigantic melancholy yeah that's back with a vengeance so i go through these phases of weeks when i'm on and everything is good and i just i can do no wrong and weeks where i just feel this heavy just i hate to call it depression but you know let's be real here so yes it is this uh this feeling of just heaviness, depression, negativity that I get trapped in. And I'm like, I'm the same person. I know the same shit I knew a month ago. I can use the same words, but the energy that I'm 
in is completely different and it just like and then you know a few weeks go by or days or whatever and suddenly i climb out again and i'm like "Ah, i can breathe again this is awesome and then six weeks later boom back under and i mean you have seen already a few where we record episodes where right before the microphones are on i'm just like fuck and you know i'll turn it on and just make the shift but in that moment i'm not exactly a happy camper uh, when when that's going on i've seen it yeah and um so i was just in one of those periods where i mean i had my reasons you know a bunch of shit happened back to back to back starting from silly things to progressively more important i uh, separated my shoulder training which of course makes you feel vulnerable brings you back to this place of like i can't fucking trust my body anymore i keep breaking every second i had like one day i'm watching i'm watching them tv which i never do and let me and all of a sudden my heart start pumping at 130 beats per minute and, you know i just checked i did the ekg i did everything and nothing you know it was nothing structurally wrong but obviously there's something there boiling under the surface that shows up in various random ways i had you know a bunch of i had the i'm not gonna i told myself i'm not gonna get into it because it pissed me off too much of a story but i had the mushroom trip from hell it's like it ranks in the top 10 in the history of bad mushroom trips in mushroom history i think i'm up there wow it was just so bad i can't even tell you know you hear all this cool psychedelic story where yeah you go through hell you face your fears but at the end of the tunnel you come back reborn healed from all your problems and everything is good so i actually did it with intention precisely for it wasn't for kicks was for therapeutic purposes for healing purposes by the time i was done not only i didn't shed a tiny bit of ptsd i had before but on top of it i had mushroom ptsd and i spent the next week waking up in the middle of the night with cold sweats in a panic feeling like the ground under me was just being yanked away and i was falling into empty space forever so yeah other than that i would say that my life has been just peachy lately and And the flu oh yeah and of course and i got you know stomach flu and yeah yeah i'm forgetting a few along the ways there are all of that so yeah i mean i had a few reasons don't get me wrong but again it's like okay you have a flu big fucking deal it happens uh mushroom you know again it's a flip of the coin you know i like what it may sound it's not always rainbows and unicorns some there are and it can happen okay fine separated shoulder you train you know all of it in the same period it sucks but whatever right but you know my already somewhat delicate state it doesn't take much to push me over the edge and make me go into this kind of heavier more negative frame of mind so i was kind of wallowing in this shit i didn't like it i'm trying to find a way out i'm doing this and that and i'm like all this sort of meditative uh, duncan trussell kind of like accept the depression embrace it find uh, I, i'm trying all that i really i'm making fun right now but not really you know I, I am actually dishes. yeah i'm really fucking trying right to do all that and not working i'm just as depressed as the before and like fuck and all of a sudden something happened which again i won't get into because it gets too ugly and too i don't really but i basically felt horrendously backstabbed by people who supposedly have my back and uh i got so fucking mad i was just fuming for 
hours of the day and I just uh, you know put my daughter to bed and I was just there sitting in my bed not sleeping just I had fire in my eyes I was in one of those err mode and I just stayed up for hours and hours without falling asleep because I was so fucking mad and the good news about it is depression vanished you know nothing like absolute total rage to chase away depression burns it right out burn it right out i got next to no sleep and you know the state i was in if i got one hour less sleep the next day i would be like oh my god uh, all this shit happening i have no sleep the next day i felt better than i felt in like two months i had physically i was feeling better i had all the like physical issues i was dealing with they were gone mentally i was dealing better with everything so it's like there's the lesson for you fuck all that stuff you have been told anger is the solution to all of your problems <laughs> it feels great man it's, it's just, wildly available it's wildly available depression and anxiety vanished on the spot it's a different kind of anger than frustration you know when you're mad because it's like god that's not that kind of anger was this you know what it was i mean i'm making fun right now but not really because that is actually what happened but yeah i'm not actually suggesting that anger solves everything but what i am saying is that there was a moment there where all this feeling of feeling weak feeling like a victim feeling like i need somebody to help and when you get a clear message from the universe that just shut the door in your face and say ha you want somebody to help fuck you you're not getting any there's a moment there where suddenly rather than feeling like a victim it's just it stings me and it wakes me up and i'm like you know what fuck you then i'll just it gives me a sense of self-reliance all of a sudden it gives me a sense that i can only count on and again it's part part of it is probably not true it's not really that i can only count on myself because there are people out there who are cool to me there's a lot of stuff that happened that's good for me but there is the moment where you just stop waiting for the answer to come from somewhere else stop waiting for the magic pill that solves everything if you just do this you'll see rainbows and unicorns if you try this thing you know like the solution come from the outside where if you just lay down take the pill and it all will be good and all of a sudden it's just like you know what fuck it nothing is coming my way but what do i still have i I can still depend on myself i still have uh uh, this body I still have this brain I still have and whatever much it may be falling to pieces this that or the other I still am here right here right now there's a good feeling to that you know there's um so again it's uh, my unconventional approach to dealing with anxiety was very pleasant I've been enjoying a rage high for quite a few days and uh, and I dig it that's my take on it my other cure favorite cure for depression maybe if i remember to do it i'll put a link in the episode notes i was watching this uh did you ever see that one it's like one of the super popular viral videos this dude with he kind of looks like duncan has a beard and mustache and is all like pretty hairy kind of dude who does um oh, what's that damn song uh, uh call me maybe you know that sort of uh eh, call me maybe it's like this hilarious 13 year old type of song and is uh, the dude is playing uh chat roulette 
and he calls all these people and they all expect and there's this dude in a bikini with hair popping out of everywhere singing call me maybe and just in all sort of provocative positions the dude is fucking Eli- the, you see, the faces of the people on the other end where suddenly they see what's going on they're like oh, what the hell every time i see it it's like it's an ab workout it's so damn funny that i laugh my ass off for days you never seen it i don't think i've seen that one. Oh man you got to check it out have you seen it the was... moon monsters attack the astronauts no i did not see that it's also hilarious i will check it out all right we'll double check beautiful There you go. Rant away. Stay angry. time indeed so we'll throw let's throw a couple of stories that basically revolve around the same stuff isabella being sometimes scared when she goes to bed and she pictures zombies vampires and random monsters that clearly no responsible parents would have ever introduced to a young child early on except that it happened so now we got to deal with it well luckily she didn't ride any werewolves that's right (laughs) well that was cathartic i guess that's like defeating her fears right but um so every so often she'll like right before going to sleep she's like i'm scared i have bad thoughts in my mind i'm picturing this and that so these have been uh, uh the highlights of our night training for how to deal with random monsters that pop up in her brain after clarifying we agree that there aren't any around right okay yeah we agree they're all in your head yeah they're all in my head but they're still there okay i got that so the first one we did was picture i tell her you know is picture the scariest nastiest evil monster you can think of and because you know that it's in your brain and you have the power now put them in a pink tutu so suddenly this super scary werewolf stuff poop, pink tutu now shrink them until they're about one inch in size and give them a baby voice that's going goo goo gaga and they start laughing their ass off she think it's the funniest thing and suddenly the werewolf vampire and zombies are so cute and funny and whatever and uh, she was just laughing her ass off and no longer being scared so that was one variation on the story then it started she was doing okay with that and she was also having like during the day she like oh, i'll have uh, i have nightmares when i'm awake i have scary thoughts and i'm like well push them out replace them with good thoughts she's like yeah i do that but then the bad thoughts come right back i'm like okay so let's try this out then when a bad thoughts get in your head you say hello bad thoughts you know nice to see you but I have no time for you, sorry, can't play, so here's the door, get out of my head, bye, you kick him out, and then, you know, you put a happy dancing panda in your head, and, you know, another second later, another bad thoughts will pop in, kick out the baby panda, and start again, and you'll be like, hey, bad thoughts, good to see you, can't play right now, get out, and you'll kick him out, and this will happen over and over and over and over again, until, before you know it, you'll see some bad thoughts pop in your brain and it will be like 
because <gasps> all this getting kicked out and having to run around and get back in your head and getting kicked out and run around get back in your head after a while and the more you kick them out bad thoughts will be like you know what screw it it's just too much work to get stuck inside isabella's head we keep getting kicked out i'm sure that panda's getting him a boot and ass on the way out the door as well yeah for panda <laughs> but be that friendly no but uh so my thing was like you can't stop them from getting in but you can outlast them if you keep having this revolving door and you kick them out and they come back in and you kick them out eventually they just get tired and give up so she thought that was also not a bad idea so she laughed and passed out and went to sleep so I was like double win the pink tutu one day and this another day they were both uh, I felt like proud parental wins which I can use for a change so those <laughs> were those were glorious good moments that's pretty heavy thinking for a little girl though. well she, the thing she thinks about yeah there's a lot of uh, yeah no she's I mean in that sense she's really not like a five year old she's seeing like the way she talks the way she speaks the way she's very sensitive all of that she's really not like a five year old she's in other ways right because she's a little girl and she'll do all the actually I can't say little girl because otherwise every time I fuck up and I say little girl I just regularly get like she'll chase me around trying to punch me in the balls because she learned that that's a bad spot to hit so she's always like punch you in the peepee punch i'm like no dears no so i can't say little girl because she got pissed and offended she's a medium girl so, uh, of course of um, course because uh, she's not little even though she just had a t- stomach flu by the time the stomach flu was done i mean she's tiny to begin with she was down to 33 pounds Jeez. at five and a half years old she was so tiny i picked her up i'm like jesus christ you're so light it's freakish it's so yeah, poor baby. But uh, but in either case, can't say she's little or she'll kill me. But um, yeah, there's that. It's dangerous over there. I know, man. Between there's... the monsters and the and the attacks of the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on that, I guess I'll tell you another one. We were play fighting one day, and me, I was on the receiving end of a lot of bites because she doesn't believe in fighting fair. And I honor that, you know, I'm all for, there's no such thing as fair fighting, so that's all good. But at one point she started complaining like, oh, you beat me, you hurt me, you killed me. And I'm like, let's start with the kill part. If I killed you, you wouldn't be able to complain. So that's just, but she just ignored me, that part. Has she been watching some international soccer matches? Uh, I'm Right. Oh, you breathed on me. Basically, she was all like, oh, I'm hurt. You beat me up so bad. And I was like, after a while, she convinced me. I was like, I was really, really careful. But did something happen? She actually didn't seem like it, but she seemed really insistent. So I was like, did you really get hurt? Did I do something? And she's like, no. I was just trying to make you feel good about yourself and your fighting skills. (laughs) I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, I needed that. I think you got an old soul in there, my friend. That's just going to get more complicated as the weeks go by. Yeah, that's a fact. Well, there you go. Daughters are interesting and difficult creatures to raise. Just fucking awesome, but yeah, it's, uh, the entertainment level is uh, off the charts all the time. Like, what did you just say? I It's... It's all got to be a part of, like, if, you, if you're going to take the full e-ticket human experience, that's just a part of it. Yeah. yeah you yeah, got to yeah. do it. Indeed. Raising your, your dachshunds is just not the same as much as you love to think so. Yeah. Even though you put them in clothes, it's so not the same. You know, I'm an, I 
totally agree with you. On the other end, I'm on the fence because I see that, um, like, would I ever go back and say, no, I would rather, no, I'm happy this way and I'm happy that I have her and everything else. At the same time, I do sympathize with people who decide, fuck it, I don't want to have kids oh, because sure. the amount of work and energy and everything is just beyond anything anybody can ever tell you. It's more than that. Yeah. So it's, um, I can understand that. And I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about some of the people we know who decided not to have kids. And I'm thinking, like, I don't know, I read somebody's post and I'm like, I'm off to this country. I'm doing this. I'm they doing, definitely like, do a bit more traveling. And then I was they? like, oh, you don't have kids. That makes it considerably easier to make, make some of that happen. And I'm like, eh, there's prices to pay either way. You know, it's like you pay a price in one direction, you pay a price in another direction. It's really deciding which one you are comfortable with. Yeah, no question about it. Good luck, everybody. Indeed. And now we cross the Ethereum plane for a visit into Bellelli's dream time. Dream time, here we go. So it is uh, not much of a dream, but there's a twist to it that makes it interesting. So I was having this dream that uh, my friend uh, James Weddell was alive, but he was back in prison. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, do we have to get him out again? We have to, uh, what do we do, you know, can we do it legally? Do we have to break him out of prison? What do we need to do, you know? But so that was, you know, not too eventful. That was it, passing dream. I wake up and and, um, I tell my mom, you know, it's like the next day I'm like, you know, I had this weird dream about Jim. And she's like, check you out. I had a weird dream about Jim too. I'm like, no way. What did you dream? And my mom is like, oh, he was alive and he was back in prison and we had to get him out. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) On that note... How the hell, what are, I would love to hear a hardcore, you know, there's only what we can, super hardcore, materialistic approach to life, tell me exactly what are the odds of that happening. I'm sure they'll say, you know, probability suggests that statistically can happen. You've probably been chatting about it earlier in the week. And we hadn't. uh, The same CNN channels was on. Right. None of that. There was not anything remotely hinting to jail to gym to india none of that did anybody place a call just in case he had rematerialized in the prison no but i did warn just about everyone i know at least for a little bit don't do anything illegal because i'm getting the feeling that maybe it's not jim but somebody else i know end up and you have to get them out and all of that and i don't uh, know what sort of low life would end up in jail Please do tell. Do we have any experience of this? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I went to jail. Yeah, Jesus. It was, I, by the way, mine was considerably, was a few weeks after, so I don't think your experience well, see, that's what was, it was. See, influenced you chatting my, about my unfortunate trip to the, to the prison. I didn't tell my mom, so it explained me maybe, but not her. I don't know. No, I got scooped up. Um, my son's boss had cheated him out of some money on his paycheck. He actually took his paycheck from him Uh because he had damaged a window. And my wife and I went down to discuss it with him. And as you might imagine, I did get animated. I heard I was animated quite a bit. But we taped all this shit on our cell phones, and it still didn't matter Mm -hmm. because the proprietor told him and some of his scared employees also uh, let the officer know that I had gone in and threatened to kill the man. 
Yeah, That's I'm, called the terrorist threat, I believe. It's called a, a criminal threat. Criminal, okay. I like that. And thanks to like the gang activity down here and in California, if you're like, I'm going to kill you, Toko! That's enough. Not only to put you in jail, but it's a four-year felony. Jesus. So all I wanted to do was get the check because we were going to go down to Tony's Pizza and get some dinner. Um, instead, I spent the next 13 hours in prison. That's always fun. Um, had a junky vomit on my foot. Seriously? You didn't tell me that part. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they rolled this kid in. He was in bad DTs. and uh. um, Then got put in the, you know, when I finally made bail, $40,000 bail. $40,000? Yeah. Because it's a goddamn felony. Wow. So within two weeks, I had to get a lawyer, all right. this sort of shit. Because uh, after the incident, the, the dude's like, I'm going to call the cops. And like, well, call them. Right. Please call them. We would love to talk to them about it. And yeah, stood around for 45 minutes waiting for the cops to drag me to jail. Wow. At that point, I was like, well, he said he's going to kill me too. Take him. Apparently, my word, not good enough. Wow. But... Give us the happy ending to the story. Or well, it's not really a happy ending because, you know, well, I got the fucked, well fucked. Um, in the end, um, they reduced it down to disturbing the peace with mm-hmm. loud noise, which is like a traffic ticket. Sure. And I paid my little fine, was on my way, but didn't get the lawyer money back, didn't get the... Uh, didn't get the bail money back for the felony. And do, how much do you have to pay for bail for? Is it 10%? 10%. 10%. So $4,000. Gone. Wow. It's not like if you're good, you get some of this back. No. If you want to get out of jail tonight. Wow. If I had known that, I'd have just stayed in jail till a couple of days. Why not? Because at that point. Um, and the judge was apologetic that I had been drugged through the system, but I don't really give a shit how upset or apologetic he is. Yeah. How does it, get, my the, money how does it back. get this way, you yeah. know, with no sort of recourse? And that well, dude took off to live back in Pakistan now, so there wasn't even anybody to face. You know, wow. my accuser disappeared. But I'll tell you, it was so crazy that my initial retainer, I owed the lawyer more money, and he said, you've paid enough. Really? Now, if this may be the first lawyer in history. You, yeah, when a lawyer tells you you paid enough, yeah. that's when you've been screwed over left, right, up and down in every which way. That's, I'll never be able to explain it. Yeah, that's... But wow. just completely from, you know, I didn't do anything, man. I, I obviously, I'm not dumb enough to tell somebody I'm going to kill him. Right. I did tell the man, you know, get the check and we'll be on our way. Right. But in an animated way. And yeah, I was loud. Sure. But that's what was supposed to happen initially. The cops showed up like, okay, you were loud, causing a ruckus. We're going to write you a little ticket. And I went over to sign the ticket and the cop's phone rang and it was his sergeant. He said, well, if he threatened to kill somebody, no, that's a 415 or four whatever. Um, Yeah, book him. Wow. So 13 hours in the Ventura County. That sounds like an experience everybody should make no, once in a life. No, well, I don't know. I mean, I, it, the most interesting thing in part is once you're in there, they do any fucking thing they want to with you. Yeah, basically. There's yep. just, you know. And the other interesting I found and the thing that really sort of alarmed me to how good we have it, um, the 32 people that were released with me at 3.30 in the morning when they tossed right. them out into suburban Ventura, um, all were brown. It's surprise, surprise. How could that possibly be? Also, who the hell decide to release a bunch of people at 3.30 in the morning? How about you wait three more hours or so? It's like, at that point, really? Or do it the night before? Or not, 
you know, really in the middle of the night. I don't get it, man. They were all yeah. getting showered up and then put into this final holding. It was funny. You, you end up and there's a final sort of check on who's getting released. Right. Because they've already checked and double-checked and it's the final check. Of course. And uh, <laughs> the, a guy in the front of the line who had obviously been through this a few times before is like, somebody always gets caught here. Who's it going to be? And everybody was so nervous, man. Like, oh, man. Even I was nervous. And wow. like, figure my T's had been crossed and I hadn't been in the main population. But these folks were very much scared at that final check. Yeah, I bet. But wow. yeah, man. Handcuffed for two and a half hours. Yeah, I can see how that would Chained be. Chained to a bench? Yeah, well, that may, will be my next dream. I'll, I'll challenge my mom to see if she can pull that off. Dream about the, dream about the toilets. I mean, I obviously had not been in this situation before, for sure. The water fountain is on top of the toilet. Of course. And the toilet is a, a, a lidless rim of just 3,000 shit remnants because there's no water in it until you actually flush it out. Right. So it's like... About eight or nine hours in, when I was looked like bail was going to happen, and at some point I was going to get to go on my fucking way. Yeah. Um, the guy's like, it's like, can I please get something to drink? He's like, there's water right there. Yeah, like, no, that water is 28 inches from the fucking nastiest scroll. Right. I will die of dehydration before I fucking have a sip of that. And, the, the, like, the... Oh, man, that's crazy. That's they didn't care. Crazy. You know what? I, I, there's so many stories. I mean, the whole yeah. thing, I, like, for the first four hours, I just stood there angry. Of course. Just, what the fuck can you believe? Oh, excuse me. The the After I got my handcuffs off, after right. the three hours of being chained to a bench. Um, and you just, what the fuck? <laughs> but the interesting thing I learned, one dude rolled in, he's like, I've been poisoned. They're like, you the hell you've been poisoned. I've been poisoned. If you don't want to go straight into jail, folks, you've been poisoned. Because in my four hours of standing there in anger, they had taken him to the hospital, run tests. I see. Brought him back, oddly enough, unpoisoned. Really? But he bought himself a few hours yeah. of no jail. Exactly. Right. Looked like genius to yeah. me. Yeah, I actually like it. There was another drug fellow next to me just singing away. They came with a needle and shut him down. Really? Yeah. What I did can't they say give it was. A, I can't say it was a needle. I didn't actually see it, but it was like you're gonna take this, and the singing was over. Wow. So who knows? He was lit. There's no question about that. You're but gonna, I was singing with him a little bit, so I was afraid I was gonna be next. You would be more worried. So if you're gonna take these, it was a bullet. Oh man! I tell you, there's something really wrong with our country. Yeah, I mean, again, when you have the highest percentage of people in prison than any country on earth because somebody profits from it yeah of course no it's I mean the whole system is ridiculous and yeah when you end up in jail all the things you hear about oh you know uh, jail is too comfy they make it too easy on criminals it's like yeah spend the night then you tell me you know then uh, you tell me how easy it is in jail well it's like which part of this you know who knows what ridden blood snot vomit cum everything ridden floor of course are you going to sit on? Yep. Because there are no benches. So I decided just to remain standing. Yep. Which probably put me down as extra crazy. He won't even sit down. He must be extra crazy. No, man. Well, wrongly wrongly accused and dragged off to prison. On, on that happy note, yeah, do not dream of this story because that will mess you up and oh. haunt you forever. Stay out Stay of out jail. Stay out of jail. Yes. Story time, everybody, brought to you by our fine friends at Sure Design T-Shirts, where they like to tell the world, happy nipples make a happy planet. 
That is, and guess what I'm wearing? I sure did. Why? That's the that's the Chris 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 Ryan uh, Sex at Dawn shirt. Yep, that is. That's a spectacular one. That's one extra nipple pat happy. Yeah, um, I think there's a naked lady on top. She's got a book in the way. Uh, she's looking pretty. Yeah. The yeah, man, I live in short design t-shirts. It's and you should too. So go place order and tell Bennett hello. Mr. Bennett, one day I will visit you in Thailand. It will happen. Um, he looks pretty pleased in the pictures I see. It, he does. It's one of my goals in life to knock on Bennett's door in Thailand and say, I made it. I'm here. <laughs> okay, today's story comes to us courtesy of... Uh, you find it, actually, there are a couple of sources for it. You find it in the book Black Elk Speaks, which is a classic uh, uh, early American literature from the 1930s. You find it, uh, I found it today in a DVD I was watching about Lakota history. Um, this is a story of a guy named High Horse. High as in, not as in get on your high horse or get off, none of that stuff. High Horse as in, uh, this dude was, um, he had a problem. Actually, he had multiple problems. He goes, he's a young guy, he goes on a vision cast, and during his vision cast, he sees... Uh, uh, they basically spirits tell him you're gonna die young you're gonna get killed by members of the crow tribe okay now have a good life and he's like oh fuck really that's what's gonna happen man this sucks but i really 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 want a kid i it's one of the things i wanted to do in life and if my time is short i want to make it happen sooner rather than later so i do want to get married i do want to have a kid and I want to make that happen. So he's really, and there was a girl that he was crazy about. He was all lovesick for her, but her parents- The crow princess? No, I'm, no, lucky for him, she was a Lakota, so he wasn't risking her, his life yet. Well, kind of, because her parents were not too keen on having suitors for her. They had kind of high hopes for a big time marriage for her and the high horse, you don't cut it, sorry. You're not, you're not exactly the, big marriage material we are hoping for so you know he goes to the parents bring a couple of horses say look at what gift i brought you kind of implying for your daughter and the parents are like take your damn horses and leave so like, oh, fuck. okay he comes back with four horses and the parents are like go away just don't even bother he's like but i'll die if i don't have her in my life i need her they're like well then go die it's like see you <laughs> Uh, he's like, oh man, no sympathy here. Um, so he goes and he talks to with a friend of his named Red Deer, who suggests, you know what, she likes you. If you just sneak in the teepee, grab her, and you guys sneak out together, just till open, and uh, everything will be good. He does go sneaking the teepee, but she wakes up not knowing who it is, seeing that there's somebody sneaking in. She freaks out. She let out a cry. Everybody wake up in the teepee, and they proceed to kick the shit out of High Horse, who run off as he's getting beaten. And so that didn't work either. <laughs> so It <laughs> almost sounds like advice from a friend that wants her himself. I know. You know what you gotta do? Get drunk, <laughs> sneak in, pinch his mama on or mama on the ass, and then go get her. Yeah, that's basically the advice. And that did not. <laughs> Red Deer may have many qualities, but maybe loyalty. He's a good friend, but good advice is not one of them. <laughs> so this time he gives another advice, and uh, he's like, "You know what? Let's paint you like a ghost." So they paint him like all white face with these black eyes and feathers all over his head in this crazy way 
and you know you look like a spirit and the people will freak out they will not dare stop you and you can grab her and steal her and run off right nice the old demon approach yeah nothing like looking like a demon to make it happen so he goes and he's waiting for the time when people are falling asleep to make his entrance and try to grab her the problem is he has been thinking about this stuff many sleepless nights so as he lay down next to the tp to make it happen he pass out and he falls asleep and he wakes up when everybody wakes up he's like what the fuck is that painted thing there Demon! And exactly they start throwing things at him and he has to run away again <laughs> so by this point he's like oh fuck what do i do now and so he and uh, his friend red deer decide you know what let's try one more thing they find a crow camp um, and you know iHorse is a little edgy because these are the people that will eventually kill him at some point he's hoping it's later rather than earlier but he's like well not much I can do so he and his friend they go into the camp like he actually walk in there are a couple of versions of this story I like one better than the other so I'll tell that version he goes in and he's so pissed and lost hope and feel like so he starts just going by himself into the crow camp still looking like this crazy demon saying screaming in lakota come kill me already you know i'm here just kill me the crows look outside they see this crazy looking thing just not scared just walking toward them half the village takes off running they're like what the fuck is that there's a demon so the whole he puts the whole village to flight at that point he's like Oh, look at that there's a horse herd unattended right there so he goes in with his friend they steal a bunch of horses they return into the camp of the lady he likes bringing hundreds of horses with him he shows up at the teepee he's like goes to the parents and he's like is this enough for you and the father of the girl is like pats him on the back and he's like you know what a yes i like the number of horses but more importantly i wanted i I wanted to see that you are worth it i wanted to see that you had something to you you know this proves to me that you are a good that you'll be a good husband so okay we are on here is those 85 crow warriors that are coming over the hill to get their horses yeah in fact you know i horse will probably get killed by them in in due time but after he has his kid so you know all uh, he, he got his the vision cast turned out to be right, but he got his wish first. So on that story, on that note, those of you guys who have love problems, you know what to do. And don't, don't uh, listen to Red Deer. Yeah, definitely don't. But if you do get arrested for horse stealing and they try to hang you, please don't reserve for us your last thought. This is just a story, it's meant for your entertainment. What you do with it, it's your problem. <laughs> Well, you know, it's time to unzip the old digital mailbag and have a look inside. What deep questions are being posed to you today there? Let's see. We got Danny asking us about the Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva, always by choice or it's sort of one of the things that it is, it's needed, whether you feel like it or not, you kind of feel called to it, even though you're not exactly volunteering for the job is there. I kind of feel that if somebody wants it too much like yes that's me the bodhisattva who's going to heal the world that's when you need to worry about it so in a sense yeah it's probably not what somebody need to be is almost a litmus test if you want it that bad it's probably you're not the right person for the job it's more one of those things that is like for police and politicians yeah and it's it's one of the things it's like you you do have this desire to um 
there's an element of kindness there's an element of compassion there's an element of wanting to help others because you have gotten to a place where you are kind of beyond the sharp teeth of suffering so to speak and uh, you want other people to be in that place if it comes from just sort of pure it's a dangerous game because clearly there's there can be ego involved and if there is ego involved then it's no longer a bodhisattva trip you are a fucking wannabe start a cult kind of guy who like people to look up to him and go oh look at him you know that's the exact opposite that's an ego trip that shows that hey not only you are not enlightened and probably you're not really gonna help that many people in the process so there's that so yeah in a sense he's you do ultimately nobody can put a gun to your head it's something that you do want to do but you do want to do coming from a place not of uh, ego aggrandizing so it's a fine line but i would say yes if you clearly if you don't want it 100 percent, well nobody can force you and if you want it 100 percent, why do you want it that bad you know there may be something uh, off with that that's at least my cynical answer of the day the, um, on a different note, James Davis asks us about do, 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 do. basically transformation in uh, the same way as some of the first people who were literate and got to read books. And, uh, you know, way back in the day, it looked like magic. It looked like this idea that you could transfer knowledge in written form that somebody would just be sitting there reading it and then be able to talk about something that was just markings on a page that you know most other humans would have been like some sort of strange magic is going on here Kill them! yeah exactly the now in that sense there's another of these uh, dramatic moments in history with internet you know how everything has changed due to the net and really dramatically change humanity's perception of everything you know it really is like it's a, it's so weird how just 20 years ago it was another world it was a completely different world that you know my daughter will not like when i tell her stuff like you know this thing that uh, didn't exist before she look at me like <laughs> you guys didn't have internet no computers you got to be kidding me this yeah, is try, try an encyclopedia out yeah out for, it's this, like, this is the collected knowledge that my parents could afford exactly from some dude who sold them door to door exactly with a full book of corrections every year i still remember those guys who try to sell you encyclopedias which oh, yeah? is like today is ridiculous it's doesn't... i think britannica finally went out of business a couple of years ago. they did yeah i know holding on with both teeth i know but no man no one will recognize the 70s no. for those of you who missed the 70s you missed it that may have been the penultimate moment it was it was a great time the war was over people were disco in our parents were snorting cocaine like it was going out of style because it was legal. Legal? Boogie. Yeah, it was pretty legal. Cocaine was legal? Oh, what? yeah. Nah. Until they made it illegal. Oh, come on. In the 70s, cocaine was illegal. Okay, you got to... No, we won't... Go... Speaking we won't of... Go you know, we are just talking about internet, right? So yeah. we just have a... Oh, let's Google it, right? It's like these... I'm going to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica and 20 years ago, this would have led to like three days of searching, asking everybody you know, trying to figure out when did the law... Uh, and then you still didn't trust the answer you got. Now you can probably Google it in about And you can seven. definitely not trust the answer you get. <laughs> but at least if you get enough sites confirming the same thing, it's... I think, the, it's, I think it's melting people's brains, man. I think people don't remember phone numbers. That's the first thing to go. And now it's just, uh, how often is that? What was that movie? You know, that guy was in, whoop, here comes, like, no. 
you have to use your brain. We're going to remember this. We went and saw that thing. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah, and I mean, and part of his question, speaking of using your brain, is uh, related to how will this affect religious fundamentalism? You know, is um, they're not using their brain. Yeah, and the thing I feel is that as much as technology can have an, Im- an impact on something, things don't exist just because techno- like internet is not providing the same thing that religious fundamentalism is providing for the people who go for it. There are other needs that religious fundamentalism satisfy that having an internet connection may not. Now, it can, because there's certainly stuff that greater exposure to information may make you less likely to become prey to a rabid fundamentalism. It can be that when you spend enough of your day surfing for porn and checking other things, you may be... But at the same time, that's not exactly a, an exact fit, because the thing for the fundamentalism thrive on are fear, existential question, fear of death, all things that just because you have internet, it doesn't really solve those problems. So while I do believe that it is changing and it is making greater numbers of people less likely to become uh, hardcore fundamentalists, it's a quantitative thing, not a qualitative one. I think the people who will go for fundamentalism will go just as rabid as they did back in the day. Uh, it's just that there may be a few less of them going around. That's at least my feel for it. What yeah. do you think? Well, and the scary thing is, you know, when you're talking percentages of, of 1.5 billion, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a whole lot. Oh, yeah. You're talking still about a hell of a lot of people. That's for sure. That's interesting. You know, I wonder what they're looking for. Is I don't think, is it a situation where all these people are damaged? Which I don't think can possibly be the case. I just think they've been sold a bill of goods that this is the way it goes. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that. And then in that sense, internet does help the fact that being shown alternatives, if all you know is that one way, yeah, there's a problem. So in that sense, internet would prevent that kind of fundamentalism, the one that's born purely out of 300% ignorance. And but not all that, that can be just like, it's lies, it's, it's telling you lies, that computer machine. Yeah, you can, it's harder to do, because, you know, in fact, that's why... Uh, access to information changes things because but uh, but then the other part of the story the ones that are not just due to the fact that they are born in this one tiny town with 30 people and they haven't heard any other point of view which they can thanks to internet now the other stuff the ones about existential fears the ones about all of that stuff that that is not solved by having an internet connection but um, oh well in any case... It's going to be a bunch of mad bombers over the next few decades. Let's zip right back before the mad bom- bombers can climb out. I picture them. They are tiny and trying to climb out of this mailbag, and we're just closing them right back in. Very mad. Oh, the funky music means that's the end of this episode of the Drunken Towers, number 58 in the books. What do you got to say about that? Impressive as usual. Rage. Rage. Stories of prison. Rage is good for you. Very manly. And don't listen to Red Deer. 
Yeah, no, Red Deer is an asshole. He doesn't know he what he's talking her. about. I've, I've seen this game a thousand yeah, times. I like, hope you have, friend. Of course, just do this. It can fail. She'll fall in love with you. Yeah. The What to say, what to say. Well, don't listen to Red Deer. Listen to the Taoist lecture series. Ooh. It's out there. Seven hours plus. Uh, check it out. It's good stuff. Um, I don't mean to interrupt, but you did tease the fine folks very recently that there's a new book. And just left it there. Oh, yes. That is it, is, has, it, has it escaped editing yet? Or where's it? <laughs> I just got an email today that I'm pleased with because after, prior to today's email, it looked like I turned it in in December and uh, it was going to be released in um, summer 2016. And I was like, a year and a half, it may be a long way. And, you know, they were trying to work with me, and they have their editorial times are long. That's just how it is. You know, That's because you write it in Sanskrit. Yeah, there's that. No, I mean, you know, you need to publicize it ahead with the bookstores, the three remaining bookstores in the universe. But, you know, you need to do a bunch of stuff. So I get that. But they are trying to work on trying to release it. The goal right now that we have is to have it out by the end of the year, by December. So, you know, it's still a long way, but uh, there's a lot of stuff to do because I just turned in the first draft. They're going to send me back the edits. I'm going to work with that, come up with the cover. You know, there's all of the good stuff that still need to happen. But yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm happy as I can be that it's done. And uh, I've worked on it for over about two and a half years or so. It's really written with sweat and blood because it's as personal as it gets. This is not philosophy in a more abstract sense. This is all... Uh, uh, I hate the word memoir because, like, you know, self-important hassle. You think that your life is all that. And it's not really about... It's more about fear, dealing with fear in uh, the context of martial arts, fear in the context of my life experience, you know, stuff with my wife, life afterwards, everything else. And um, it's all really short chapters, you know, anything from like two to four pages or so. And um, that gave me a chance to come up with lots of funky titles for the chapters, which is half of the fun. And uh, yeah, man, I'm really pumped up about it. You guys will probably hear it time and time again. For those of you guys who have been uh, yelling at me that you wanted audiobooks, uh, this one will also come out as an audiobook so yes it will be in print so if you like the good feeling of papers on your fingers yes but it'll be read by william shatner so yeah exactly no i will i did i'm not gonna do it in the regular way uh you know million thanks to audible which by the way if you guys are in dire need of audible and audiobooks they have an amazing set of they have a great selection they will not have this one however for the simple reasons that even though i like them a lot I like to be able to run the whole project myself, which means, and again, people are masochist about this thing, and I get it, but people are like, no, you need to read it, because apparently, you know, there's nothing like listening to some dude whose accent you can't understand to read a book for, but hey, if that's what people dig, let's make it happen. So I'll do the same thing as for the Taoist Lecture Series. I'm going to record it, and I'm going to release it. For fairness sake, I'm not going to release it ahead of the printed version of the book. They will come out at the same time. So um, they will be available at the same time, and it will be, if you want the audio, it will be available as download. If you want the book, it will be out on Amazon and everything else. And uh, and might as well, since we mentioned Amazon, the um, please do your shopping through Amazon, through our link. It helps us a ton. Right now, it really is only US, 
we have tried in a bunch of ways to try to get Canada and other places. It's not working, and I don't want to bug poor Evan with one more request that he has to do well, like 3 a.m. after his uh, regular job is over. By the way, none of us has understood what his regular job is after talking to him for years. It's We know that it's complicated, that very few people can do it, and we are highly confused about it all. And if he doesn't but, do it, the world will stop spinning. Exactly. So, you know, I can see... So we'll try for p- folks from other countries. Right now it's just a US link. Oh, and Italy, but I think we have like five listeners in Italy, so that's not saying much. But um, yeah, so there's that. If you guys can, um, those of you guys who can donate, we always appreciate it. Those of you guys who can um, just shop on Amazon, it helps us out. Write us a review on iTunes, it helps us out. It's all very, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, what else do we need to throw out there? Kivas continues to, to crank on. We did $20,000 last year. That's amazing. And we're out to uh, squash it this year because a lot of people have already donated. We'll have you know that money returned to them that they can re-loan and Absolutely. up the score again. But we invite everybody to come join us. There's over 150 of your fellow Drunken Taoist listeners that are helping folks out that could use a hand uh, from some nice folks like you. Indeed. Thank you to Desi House for their music. And I feel like we're missing something. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Coracao chocolate, those of you guys who are, um, it's Valentine's Day is what now? It's just passed, something like that. So, but still, maybe you dug the chocolate and you want more, or you have unleashed the monster who said, chocolate was good. I want more now. Well, you know where to find it. Again, there are links in the episode notes for both the Adibol, for Coracao chocolate, the whole thing. And again, a reminder, I mentioned it at the top. I want to mention it again. Uh, probably the last call if it's not the last it will be in the next episode for the Nietzsche shirt for pre-orders I do not think we're gonna keep it in stock throughout the year so if you want it make it happen now or forever hold your peace And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon. In questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Dan can show you the way, eh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. It's fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. That's Get back I- to work.